0: Welcome back to another episode of the 9-5 Adventure Podcast. I'm doing this intro ahead of time because guess what? We had a guest on. That's right. One of the people I told you he was going to be on is on. It's real clunky. It's the first guest. It's my fault. I don't know exactly how this thing flows. I had trouble with the app. There's all sorts of things, but if you stick with it later on, you can even fast forward if you want, but if you stick with it through that, I think you'll get some good tidbits of information. We had a good conversation. I enjoyed talking to him on here. Kudos to Brian for being my first guest. I know they're going to improve from here, and we'll have Brian back on for sure for a redemption one if you didn't enjoy it. But I enjoyed it. I think you're going to enjoy it later on the podcast. Hit us up on the 9.5 Adventure Instagram page or leave in, in the show notes with what you think. Anyway, Mr. Brian Healy, one of the owners of Sought Off CrossFit, all-around good dude, a connoisseur and student of anything mental or physical fitness-wise that can help you improve your life. He is an extremely smart guy. He's got lots of different certificates, but I'm not going to go into that because I'm not that smart and didn't want to take the time. You just need to know he wore a bulletproof vest for a living, and that is kind of cool. There's nothing other than that. It's just it's kind of cool. So with that intro being said, enjoy the podcast that I did with Brian Healy. All right, bud. All right, here we go. I'm not touching anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's recording. We are live now. Awesome. Yeah. For those who don't know, that was an interesting uh, trial in trying to get connected on this little app here. My headphones are actually connected, but it's going through the speaker, so it's kind of weird. I don't know why I did that, but Whatever. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not tech savvy, but I can't help you. <laughs> well, I already did the introduction. Uh, if anybody's listening, I'm going to do it after the show. So this is my. This is the first guest we've had on the Nine Five Podcast. So, welcome, Mr. Brian Healy. Hey, thanks, bud. I'm pumped to be the first. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't pick anybody different since you married me and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you happen to be extremely smart when it comes to health and fitness and whatnot. I was going to do a thing with all your like uh, little cert, like certificates, and all the the uh, the things that you have you had done in health and fitness, and I was like, eh, forget it." The guy wears a the guy wore a bulletproof vest for a living at some point. That's good enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that was a fun time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, topic, I guess what we were talking about doing this on, uh, the enhancement that fitness has on your life, except like outside the gym and beyond the aesthetics part of it. Right. Yeah. Light on it. And, uh, I guess you see a bunch of people at the gym. I see, I mean, even family members and stuff like that. Like I see people traveling all the time like we do and you just don't see them being able to enjoy their vacations the same way uh we saw a couple of people walking in the sand the beach in hawaii and we were like man we're it's not even a judgmental thing it's like i wish more people could see that spending a little bit of time like maybe even 10 15 minutes a day paying attention to it could change the way their whole life life outside of that functions. I uh, yeah, I
1: think that's that's a, a really awesome way to look at it. I mean if you just think about I mean CrossFit in general, you know, it's it, it's training you for life. And now if you end up looking at at what you get to do with your life, uh I know me and my uh wife we talked a lot wanted to make Memories with our kids. uh, And the way to do that was to go on these trips uh, and do those little adventures. But how, if you can't actually go out and do anything, uh, or if you're too tired, or you can't partake, and like if you want to go see like some of those awesome sites that you and Kim have seen, and like in some of those, like in Hawaii, those awesome pictures we see, if you can't make the trek because you're not making fitness a priority in your life, you're wasting your money
0: so man that's true yeah
1: i mean that's i i think it's uh so and that and that's i mean that kind of like that comes to a deeper meaning for me especially i think i mean one of the reasons i got into fitness was uh initially was i wanted to in longevity wanted to be around for my kids well uh it, it expanded beyond that making memories with them like just get being fit so we could do things and I have the energy to keep up with them when we go on these vacations that we try to make these memories about I mean I, I guess a good example we just I mean we just went to Port Aransas not too long ago and I was able to while they were eating lunch and work out and then when I was done working out I had the energy like to go hop in the pool with them or go down to the beach with them or you know and and play with them I wasn't like completely I had enough energy throughout the day Yeah, you don't get
0: gassed as much. I noticed that when, like, so before, you know, before I started working out or doing any sort of fitness type of thing, I just played sports and I just noticed a huge difference in the ability to be able to, one, hike 12 miles now and not be as gassed, you know, going up the elevation and up the different things as I, you know, before I wouldn't have been able to do that without taking breaks. And then on top of that, I noticed that like when we go out and we go like surfing or whatever it is, like even playing hockey on Monday nights, just a regular activity of hockey on Monday nights. I see um, the effect it has there where I can play a little bit longer, have more fun, have a little bit more spunk. And the other guys are dead, you know, halfway through the game because they're getting sucked into the regular life. of That's all they do is that one, A week, and then they go back to drinking beer, eating nachos, and sitting on their couch.
1: You know, yeah, that's a and that's a pretty uh, the concept you're touching on. CrossFit touches on consistently about is, uh, I think, is GPP, and that stands for you know general physical preparedness, and that's what they train for. Uh, And they talk about how if you're prepared to do multiple things, you know, from weightlifting to you know, running, rowing, biking, and then any some type of gymnastics, if you prepare yourself to do it all, when those things come up, now you're talking about, like, you know, playing hockey or now going on a trip and going hiking, all these different things that really are separate activities from one another, like no correlation by training in that general physical preparedness aspect of it, you're preparing for all of it. And if you're preparing for all of it, then you're able to enjoy the. You're able to do more. Like you can do those activities. Like you're talking about hockey, uh, these long trips and hikes, but you're talking about your buddies that they just do the hockey aspect of it. But now if you want to throw something else in there at them. It's, it might be too much.
0: Yeah. Just hearing like the, the moaning and stuff, it, it opens my eyes. It's not, and I'm trying to say this in like a non judgmental way. And that's why I have you on. Cause you're, Way better explaining it since you coach people for for that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's, I mean and, it's meaning it with all the kindness of heart. I want people to be better, and I want me to be better, and everybody else to be better, and not you know like you said for your kids, but also like other areas of their life that it might improve. I mean, maybe you can touch on it, like the the mental and physical aspect of of uh, like how it makes you better at your job, how it makes you better handling stress. Uh, I, read a, I read a little article. Uh, I, I like, I kind of dig all sorts of different mindsets and stuff like that. And uh, I read an article with a- Alex Honnold, the free climber. And he was saying that, um, he said, the only way to deal with pain is to practice. And when you practice it, that when it comes up in a big climb, he's used to it and knows how to deal with it.
1: You, yeah, that you're talking about that state of like being uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh that that's not a new concept for in, for in CrossFit for sure. Uh and it's, you know, not not avoid and that's and that's probably like the I think a huge mental side to CrossFit is the is the fact that we, you know, people come in every single day and try it out and try it new and then they they're up there for a week, two weeks and they're doing things and pushing themselves in ways they didn't think was possible then all of a sudden the the stuff that seemed daunting like a normal task or like certain things like like you know a long hike whatever it may be go, going on a trip that maybe you thought like it could be white water rafting with a big huge group of friends and you thought you weren't physically prepared to do that well you've been doing crossfit for like three six months and you, you tell yourself man, i just did a crappy ass workout that i was sprawled <laughs> out couldn't get comfortable out for like 10 20 minutes after the workout i that was that was way worse than this.
0: <laughs> you see me like that a few times. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what we every single day. But I mean, that's I mean, that's probably like the beauty of of, of CrossFit is that I think sometimes people lose folk or lose track that it wasn't uh, it wasn't really designed to build CrossFit Games athletes. It was designed to keep people. Uh, it, well, I think as Greg Glassman talks about it, like you know, put off the nursing home for as long as possible. So you can enjoy the life, you know, fight, metab- you know, and put off uh, met- the the ravages of metabolic disease by incorporating, uh, you know, a, a balanced, good, good diet. And then a, a physical training regimen that is quick um, in the sense of like, they will last an hour a day. And if you're eating great, it's going to prepare you to do everything else that you want to do and help stave off that nursing home.
0: But, yeah. And- what do you, what do you think makes, like, what do you think makes people I'm, This is just something I've wondered before is like, what do you think makes people start an activity like CrossFit or just any sort of thing that they're doing? Like, let's say it's bike riding or training for a marathon or something like that. And then they get into it for like a week or two or a month or two months, and then they quit. Kind of like that New Year's resolution thing. Like, I've always wondered what makes them stop. They've got such momentum, and then they just kind of like fade off into the abyss, and they don't keep up with it.
1: I think like, the, you know, you, you, first of all, you got to, it's, it's kind of, I think you have to say like, what's your why. Um, talk to me about that a lot. Like, is your, is your why to compete in an Ironman? Is your why to do a marathon or is your why to have enough activity to, uh, or compete in the CrossFit games or is your why to just have enough activity to keep up with your kids and your grandkids? So if you kind of look at the aspect of it from that, I think, you know, if you're training for an Ironman and then all of a sudden you complete that Ironman, what's next with crossfit it, it the, the what's next is every is, is the next day because it's constantly changing so that's if you if your why is something that's a broader goal with that uh, has longevity uh put into it i think that's probably a better answer to your question is that probably why we see people stick with crossfits <laughs> for such a long time is that it, it's constantly changing every single day but if you're it has to center around your goals. I think so you can't just if if it's to compete in an Ironman or it's to do something, and all of a sudden you achieve that goal, it's time for a new goal. So
0: I, I mean, I'm not, what, sure. I'm not sure. What if their, what if their goal is just to have abs? Like everybody's goal is kind of just to have abs a little bit. Like in the back yeah. of everybody's so like, mind, it, you just you know, want that a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's great. I mean, and there, we get that too. I think if you to 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 love the way you look. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's, it adds confidence and everything like that. Um, but that just comes, I think, sometimes uh, with society, especially nowadays. You're looking for that that quick that, that quick fix, that that magic pill. Uh, oh man, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and CrossFit doesn't really I would say that it's CrossFit. Any any good trainer, good coach, uh, I think has a brutal. Uh, honesty and a a duty to maintain brutal honesty with their clients and their athletes to tell them, Hey, this isn't going to happen overnight. It's kind of like, if you look, it's it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to put in the work to undo some of the damage that has been done over your life by, you know, not being inactive or eating poorly. Uh, And that's going to take some work, but if you buy into it uh, and convincing them that they buy into it, they can, they can achieve that goal. Uh, but that's on, that's on the coach and I think the coach and the trainer sometimes to, to build that trust. Uh, but that, that that takes also building a relationship with that person. I think if that's probably people I think when people go into the gym, they try to do it on their own sometimes, uh, you know, in, in, in any other just kind of like one of those 24-hour 24 24 hour places that you can just walk in and do your own workout. It's tough if you don't know what you're doing or exactly. So that way, if you go into these places and you're not seeing results, it's just because you're trying to wing it. That's why I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help to help you with that kind of a aspect. But I think a lack of the lack of results in as fast as people want to see them, I think, is probably a good way to describe why they're why they end up quitting. Eventually. Yeah, that's
0: I. You know what, Kim and I just had a conversation about that for uh, about she she said something she read it somewhere, something about cutting corners. Like you cut corners, you can cut corners and make it somewhere, but then it doesn't last. It's like it's over. It ends up ending, but if you, if you don't cut the corners and you go through the whole process, it ends up like you end up sticking with it and making it successful, I guess is what is what she was saying. But it's like that. I see that in fitness. I've, I've got some friends and she knows some people where it's, you know, they do these quick 10 day weight loss things because they, that's all they seem to have in the tank. That's all they want to wait. For their for their thing, and then they go back to whatever it is they want to do. Like, I don't know if it comes down to discipline. Maybe you can speak on that. Like, seeing it from a gym owner's point of view, like the the clientele that you might see in there, I, I get I I get puzzled by it.
1: You mean puzzled by the the
0: I guess the
1: quitting. What, what makes someone quit?
0: Yeah, I'm puzzled. Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm puzzled by why why their attention spans only like let's say 10 weeks long they want they want to see that scale drop in 10 weeks where if where if you stay like i mean you see the proven results you've got i'm more impressed by a guy like travis who comes in there and he loses all that weight by earning it i mean like putting in the hard sweat over a long period of time and you see that and you go man i am so much more inspired by that guy you know, then I am a crazy good athlete that's been working all his life because it was harder for him to do what he did than what that athlete did because he has been training in that habit his whole life. Travis had a different habit and then he changed it like midway through. He just said, no, I'm through with this and I'm going to do it. And he stuck with it the long way. He didn't do like, it's not like he did a juice cleanse or he went to this, like took a bunch of diet pills or you know, he put in a lot of hard work. And so that habit, he created the habit on his own. I'm wondering why people don't see that more often and go, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to get there in 14 days. I'm not going to get there in two, you know, two months, but in a year from now, I'll be closer to that. And then a year from that, I'm going to be right where I need to be type of thing. I'm, I'm curious of why people don't, why they quit before that even year mark? They don't even stick with it a year.
1: Well, see, there's... And I think that's what you got to... You're, you're touching on it is this timeline aspect of it. And if you really think about it depending on... It, let's say you have someone that's that's overweight. Um, let's say about... Let's say we'll go with the extreme aspect. of it, like like 100 pounds overweight. They didn't wake up one morning weighing 175 pounds and the next... Morning, they woke up, they were 275 pounds. That's that was years of poor diet, no exercise, um, that led them to that point. So, on as a coach or a trainer, you have to be a and I think sometimes they, they they fail to realize that all of it because that's there, there it is it's like the I call it the the desire to make a change when you when they have that in that point in that in their in their life where they're like, okay, I'm ready to make a change and they're looking at themselves and they're happy with what they see in the mirror. They don't realize, I think, sometimes how, lo- how long it took to get there. Um, how, long it, how long it took for them to get to that point where they were no longer happy with themselves. Because, you know, next thing you know, time is, has passed you by and you're, now you're 100 pounds overweight than what you want to be. So you have to put it in real life, in, I think, tang- our timeline terms for them and explain. Like, don't just when someone walks through your door and they tell you they want to lose 100 pounds, you support that goal, obviously. But you got to kind of almost spell it out for them in the sense of like, I mean, and a great way to do it is like, you can have them like, look at old pictures, like, okay, well, find a picture where you were at the weight you wanted to be at. Because usually Airways has that, you know, it could be like back in high school or college, no matter what it is. But then you say, okay, well, how how many years ago was that? And then if they tell it, when they tell you that, they kind of start to realize how long it took them to get to that point. And if you put that into respect, like, listen, we're going to help you. Uh, reach this goal and it will happen quicker than you think or it might not happen as quick as you think just because how long it took to get to this point but if you stick with it and if you lose using travis as an example with discipline uh in your lifestyle and make those hard choices sometimes that they seem like right now it will happen sooner
0: rather than later man that's like that's like probably the best way i've seen it heard it put ever like that brings a lot of clarity to anybody's sort of situation but the the uh getting that old like having them look at an old picture and that that whole like hey look at that that's that was your favorite look well look how long it took you to get here it's not going to take you that long it's going to take you you know as long as that is it's going to take you a long time to get back down to where you want to be or even better it's going to take some time and some hard work and effort uh, to get there so it didn't just happen overnight it's not going to go away overnight you know and stay away overnight so yeah
1: for sure yeah and that's why there's you know I th- I think sometimes I probably I mean that's what if you go and you talk about those quick fixes you and t- Kim were talking about I think that's why I, I, I said as a trainer as a coach sometimes you get frustrated seeing those things pop up like in advertisements like you know, look like this in ninety days, <laughs> but you're kind of like, and you just realize, like, God, that is so misleading. <laughs> I don't because... look like that in four years, right? Exactly. <laughs> you're looking at these these people, like, where they're it's it's not even fair. And I think sometimes it's, it's a very it's a misrepresentation, and I think I mean that's the great thing about CrossFit is like, because they don't even talk about if you when you look at those the things I'm talking about, they don't even talk about nutrition when they're advertising those things. They're talking about do this training program, you'll look like this in 90 days. We've had all these fantastic results with just this training program. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit because <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it cross and that's the great thing about CrossFit. CrossFit is brutally honest. Like if you look at the the pyramid, like that fitness pyramid they're talking about, and the base of it is nutrition. And if that is not and that and that's why a good trainer and coach will tell you like. Yes, i will help you in here we'll get you help you get you physically active and moving better and feeling better and train hard but if you don't change what's going on your plate when you're not in the gym you're not going to see anything happen so i think that's why people have this false sense of how long things will take sometimes because they see those things on tv where they're talking about like look like this in 90 days but they don't include like nutrition in that aspect um The one, the people that include nutrition, I think, are like being responsible. And but at the same time, I I think healthy weight loss has to be addressed as well. Uh, Just shedding tons and tons of weight very, very quickly, there's going to be a trade off for doing that. Oh man,
0: yeah, you're so right. You're so like, it's you're so correct there. My brother lost a ton of weight really, really fast from dieting alone. He's super disciplined. So he's got that down. Uh, He just got tired of being big and he, he started doing it. But uh, man, now he's trying to, he just started working out and going to CrossFit and stuff because he, he wanted to stop looking like a skeleton. Like he was, like he was sickly. He would look in there and be like, man, I look almost sick versus, being healthy like and he's a super good athlete so it's kind of weird for him to look that way you know it kind of looks like a crack addict
1: (laughs) (laughs) and and that's and and you're touching on another subject about this the the aspect of eating like some people think i'll just eat less and lose weight and that's a dangerous i think that's a dangerous thing sometimes too as well just pure fact like it's not about eating less it's eating it's eating Enough to support energy, but or, but not support fat you know? and, and quality. Support, yeah, quality, and that's and that's what people don't want to hear. Sometimes is the fact like, okay, can I just eat? If I eat less crap, will I feel better and and look better? Like, well, you may lose if you could. There's there's there are people out there will tell you you can eat less, and as long as you eat less of your crap, you'll feel better. <laughs> but that's that, or you look. Sorry, you look better, but you're not gonna feel better. No, you got to put you got to put the quality, you know, it's kind of like a, a good analogy I think would be like if if I had a race car but put the shittiest fuel in the entire world <laughs> in it, it's going to run like crap.
0: Yeah, if you try so to run put, off moonshine. Yeah, but
1: if I but if I put that high quality stuff inside that car, now it's going to run awesome. Um, and that high quality stuff they t- I'm talking about is going to make your body run awesome is is the good is the good food. And I Trust me, I understand that nutrition is a tough, uh, a tough thing to conquer It's almost. I think that's harder to conquer sometimes than actually the the physical the physical part of it. I think it's easier sometimes to get people in the gym uh, moving and active, but it's harder sometimes to get people uh, to buy into that eating right. Uh, to do that combination. Yeah, I think it's just because sometimes people like some some of these some of the best tasting foods sometimes are the worst for you. Uh, and I think over the years, people have just associated that with uh, uh, good, like that kind of that, that bad quality food, food gives them instant gratification. Oh, they, feel, yeah, yeah. They, they feel, they feel good right now when they're eating it, but then all of a sudden they don't realize what it's, what it's doing for the long portion. Like it may make you feel good for 10 minutes, but then the rest of your day, uh, your energy, you know, your energy's out the door. You feel like crap because you're eating like crap, um, but that for that, for that, you know, 10, 20 minutes they're eating that meal, they're feeling good, but they don't realize what it's doing for the long term.
0: Man, that's just being able to relate to that. Like when I, before I gave up sodas like 12 years ago, but before that, I'm not joking. I would drink probably four, it was up to like five, 44 ounces while I was doing throughout the day. And then I would have a 12, two 12 packs at home of Dr. Pepper sitting there waiting me for dinner. When I got there and who knows how many of those I would drink and very little water in between, because the Dr. Pepper gave me the gratification. Like, yeah, it gave me, it gave me something like some, something different other than water to taste. And what I noticed, like having the discipline to get off of it, wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be once I committed to it. But then the way I felt after was incredible it was more addicting the way it felt after I got through that difficult part of the addiction part of the Dr. Pepper. It w- it's more addicting now to not do it. Like there's no way I would ever return back to doing that because the- it makes me sick to even drink a soda anymore.
1: So. Yeah, and that's, and that's and that's, you know, that's a, I think really, uh, that's that's a cool thing you're talking about right now in the sense of if you look at, making a change it really if you put it in like just minuscule attainable goals daily daily goals instead of like a huge thing that like you if you look at wanting to lose 100 pounds and that's all you're focused on and it's not happening at the speed you want to happen to you're more likely i think to lose uh, track of that goal um potentially just because it's not happening at the speed you want but now if you look at it with what you're talking about like let's say getting rid of that soda Or it could be cutting it down from four a day to one a day initially. That's more immediate and tangible, like to reach that goal. Like I can do that right now. I can do that tomorrow. If I walk When I go to my fridge and the soda's in there, I pull out one at this time period and that's it. That's a tangible goal that you can make, that you can achieve the next day. And I think that's what you got to kind of point out to people sometimes is like, let's make it simple. Um, some people go to the gas station tons and like get snack foods and all that kind of stuff. Well, we, won't, we, won't, we, won't,
0: we won't talk about that. I, I got a text <laughs> message today about that. Well, that's a quick, easy way to get some snacks
1: and get some food. But like, if you go down to like even um, something like that, uh, and taking those trips down from maybe if you're doing it two, three times a day at a gas station, to maybe one. So maybe it, all of a sudden it comes two times a week. Uh, making the goals and that, that are achievable more immediate for a person, I think it, it will help you. Re- like all of a sudden it, it becomes the, – the bigger goal becomes more doable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. How would you – like how do you go about it as like a – if I'm a new client coming in, how do you go about presenting that to somebody where it's a small goal? Like, Hey, you don't have to cut everything out of your diet. You just need to start with small, like maybe with something little, like, Hey, you eat donuts three times a week. Well, let's cut down to one time a week for donuts and just do that for a month. And then let's try to cut uh, the next thing out, which is like, find out whatever else they're over, you know, and then, while they keep moving and create that chain reaction. So one, they do that. And then also in turn, like, I guess this is kind of going to kind of feed into something else, but how do you go about proposing that to a like somebody that just fresh walks in the gym? That's, that's, you know, unhealthy. That's living an unhealthy lifestyle.
1: You know, it's um, you kind of my, my, the method to my madness, I think with that, Aspects sometimes is when you first have them coming and they're coming in and they're trying out their free week, um, and you're talking to them as they're coming to their classes each and every day for that free week. At least in our gym, and you're getting to know them, getting to understand what makes them tick, getting to understand what their why is, what their what their goal, why they're in there in the first place, um, and then they kind of you Then you start over that week. I think sometimes through conversations and you're building that trust in the relationship with that client and that athlete, uh, you're able to present other areas of fitness and nutrition um, to them in, in small doses. If I just sat you down, I think in that first conversation we had and I'm going over everything you have to do and change in your life to be where you want to be, uh, I, it's overwhelming. So giving it to them in small doses throughout that time, over over a couple of days they kind of start to realize it well now they come in here and we show them you know they're coming into the, they're coming into the gym and you're showing them successes in the gym by like they're achieving certain things like either they're they're moving better they're getting stronger um but they're and and that and thus all successes that they're that you're sharing them and they're they're sharing with you it's again building that trust in that relationship um now the diet, you know, the diet and the nutrition conversation starts coming up. I find that's when they'll start. That won't initially come up uh, sometimes, but it depends on the person. But when that diet nutrition comes up, uh, I put it in. Depending on the person, some you got to make it doable uh, with it. It's basically, just like not, not too much, too quick. Like you can't say, okay, throw all this junk out of your cabinet. You're just eating lean protein and veggies and all, and good fats every single day from now on, and go.
0: Because then I'm going to go back right to it.
1: Right, exactly. I, yeah. I, what I the way I started, and I think a lot of and some of the other coaches in our gym or uh, other people start. Like I've heard other people started as well. Is you just have them log and journal what they eat for a week. Like, don't have them change anything initially. Just have them – so it's that way you have a better idea of what you're – and then they bring that to you. They, they'll bring that to me. And then when I'm looking at it, I can kind of see, like, oh, this is the, – the, we can make a change here. We can make a change there. And then you make those small – making those small changes to it. Uh, nothing too drastic. Uh, and you'd be amazed sometimes how those small changes initially, if you can convince them, that they're, like, they're just – like, the small changes sometimes are, the, like, the, the worst thing that they're taking in their body so they start making that small change. And then that's the next week, you know, you do another change and then another, and the next thing you know, you have them where they're at and they're
0: down 20 pounds and it's an amazing thing. But,
1: uh, and they don't have
0: like, you know, there's no more diabetes. There's no more like those things, all the things that are on the rise like that that are preventable, uh, that I see like the medications that they can get off of. I just talked to one of my customers that it was just, It was an awesome conversation because he lost, I think he's, he's lost 160 pounds or something. And he got off all of his medication. I mean, all of it. He said he got off my diabetes medication. I got off my high blood pressure, my cholesterol. Like he was taking this laundry list of medication and now he feels great and he doesn't have to take any medication at all. That's, See,
1: and that's, and that should be the, and that should be the goal. I mean, some of these, these medications. Um, I mean, like I'm not a doctor. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell people they don't need, you know, you don't need your blood pressure medication. You don't need your diabetes medication. You need that right now, um, because of sometimes the environment you've created from yourself. But I think for any, I think not. I mean, I can't speak for doctors, but I, I was, I'd be remiss to think if they didn't want their patients to be not have to use those things if they were healthy enough not to have to take you know whatever type of medication they were on because of their current uh body state i think that probably be their, their their goal as well i mean I, I know doctors are you know saying that you know a healthy healthy eating and exercise are, are
0: good things yeah you know and that's what <laughs> i guess that's what kind of the gist of where i wanted to go with this and get your outlook on it was you know, it's more than just the abs. It's more than just the, you know, even if you don't ever get abs, think about if you could take away your diabetes. Think, away, think if you could, if somebody said, hey, you want to go to Hawaii on this trip and go hiking, and then you can go, like you're, you're physically capable. You may not be able to go to set the world on fire, and that doesn't matter how fast, but little things that you can go enjoy with maybe friends or not because you're not sick anymore.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, and and again, we're getting into like the what's your why, uh, you know? Is if if that's your why, and you want to achieve that, like because you feel better, and and training is is helpful. You know, CrossFit, I think is, is, is such a is such an awesome tool. And I know sometimes people, you know, people are thinking like, oh, he's talking about CrossFit, <laughs> but, uh, it's that cult thing. You own but, one, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, but uh, but I and it's, and I and I guess I wouldn't have made this uh my passion in life if i didn't believe in it i mean crossfit has worked it worked for me i know it's worked for uh, you know terrence and brian as well and if that's your why and if, if you know sometimes i ask people like when they tell me like why like, i want to i want to look a certain way well why do you want to look a certain way um because it makes me more confident well what do you need why do you want to be more confident uh, because I'll be able to, what I, at my gym, or my gym, at my job, where I have to talk a lot to people, I feel like if I'm more confident and I feel better, then uh, I, I'll, I'll be better at my job. And so then you really get down to the nitty-gritty of what it's all about. Um, or it's the ob- opposite in, in the spectrum where, like, my family took a vacation last year and I had to stay at the bottom of the of the trail or stay at the end of the trail and wait for them to come back because I can only go so far. I Does your knees hurt
0: or you're, yeah. you
1: know? Cause it, yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I'm way more, I get way more excited to help someone with something like that than anything else. Um, you know, it's cause we're all built differently. Um, you know, your six, your six pack might look, you know, could look better than the other person's six pack. But if we all have that, not all, but if you have that, if it's just about feeling and looking better so you can do those things outside of the gym that really bring you joy in your life, Um, that is what I would
0: love to help somebody with. Yeah. The change in action that would happen from that is incredible. Like the, the, you know, they, they get a little fitter, then they feel a little pumped up. They feel a little bit more confident, at their job, they go home, they're a little happier at home. They sleep better, you know, and that, that moment, just building that small little tiny momentum, like a tiny little snowball that builds up into a big one rolling downhill That you can't stop, like it's an avalanche eventually. But it starts, yeah, and that's and that's with just a little sound, it starts, and that's all it takes is just a crack in that little armor. But once you uh, get that crack, it's that's when, like I imagine, as a coach, it's probably awesome to see when you're 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 coaching somebody, and then that the crack happens, and then they just take off with that momentum, and they're running with it by themselves.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, that really is something that you know we strive for and look for as far as coaches. Like we, the, the idea is, we we I want what you're doing inside our our four walls at our gym to mean something, uh, and that meaning needs to have like outside purpose you know, outside of the gym, um, which means that you know getting fitter, uh, getting faster on your t- on your watt times, or getting stronger, whatever it may be, that's all going to Relate to and, and impact you positively outside the four walls of our gym. Um, so, try it, it, yeah, it's it's a really cool thing to see when people start buying into what we're telling them. Um, and you know, and sometimes I don't think it's immediate to them, but we see them every single day, so it's very apparent to us um, <laughs> when, when, when when people are when people are having successes. And I think that's on every that's that's that should be uh, that's a responsibility of every single coach. Um, or trainer is to make sure you point that out to your athletes if they because sometimes they may not they may not know how well they're doing or how far they've come because no one tells them or they don't realize it Um, people just assume maybe that they know it so i i I try to make it a a habit of when i is celebrating something with the client even sometimes before they realize it or you can see that look come over their eye like wow that was that was the first time i ever it could be uh, you got a pull up
0: oh man that's like the best one yeah. the pull up is yeah, the best yeah yeah
1: those those are huge things i mean i remember like there was somebody i was talking to not too long ago and she was like man i really wanted to 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 lift this weight over you know i was so close and i couldn't get it and i like i put things in perspective for her in the sense of like hey do you remember when you first came to me and you could barely do a sit up <laughs> Yeah. And now you're and now you're doing pull-ups in your – this is the first time you're telling me you're doing pull-ups in your wad and you're doing this and doing that because you're, you've are you made so many positive changes. And that's why I think
0: – Because it's they, hard. They, I mean, it's yeah, hard. But they, it's they, like a, a pull-up is freaking hard. People want to see the glorious stuff like the bench presses and the big back squats. But that – just a simple thing like – it's simple. The little thing of being able to do one strict pull-up and you see somebody getting – you're like, dude, strict pull-ups – are hard. I you can do yeah. back squats and bench presses, then you can strict pull ups. And when you get one, it's like, oh, guess what? Now you can do. You can do anything that you set your mind to. Now you didn't think you'd ever get this far, and that, and that and you can do a pull up, and that, and even when, and I think that's, you know, when you
1: point it out in that sense, like, hey, look at look what you just did today, and where you were at when you first walked into this door. Think about all the potential you haven't even tapped yet just because you've made that conscious choice to, to make a positive change in your lifestyle. I go just, and then you see like almost the wheel at that point, even though they're celebrating something, the wheels are turning and they're looking for the next thing. Um, they want to keep chasing that. And that's the great thing about CrossFit is that you can continually chase that throughout your life. It never, it never stops. You, you can always
0: get better. You can always get fitter. It's almost like you can create a why from an environment.
1: Yeah, and think about this, if if you go to the pull-up aspect of it. So someone get whenever someone gets like the first pull-up, what are they I mean, you've been there for it, people want what?
0: They want I mean the cheering, man. <laughs> <laughs> they they want more
1: pull-ups. They want to get more pull-ups. They want oh. one, yeah, one isn't a good isn't good enough for them anymore. Yeah, they yeah. want more they want to be able to do more pull-ups in a workout. That's the first like that thing. Happened.
0: You're right. That's the first right. thing. Right. So they like if off, if they if say, they, say they, Yeah, they never they like, say, man, I want to get another one. Go, take, I want to do hold on, let me get up. I want to try two. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's so they want to get more of them. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, Wow, what do I what do I need to do to, to get more pull-ups to do this, this and this? I'm like, well it's let's, let's try to, let's dial You know, let's try to turn that to, uh, you know, basically turn, put it on its edge and trying to, you know, fine tune things for you. And then, then all of a sudden, that's when they are very intrigued and pumped up about really fine tuning their nutrition, um, doing other things that they haven't been as disciplined in with their, with their training and their lifestyle. Um, I mean, that's, uh, I think, as a trying to give them those wins and those successes that's on us as a coach to be able to do that. So they do want to really, that that'll make them fine tune the other areas of their life style to, to get that other, like get more pull-ups. Like if they, if they realize if they ask you like, man, I can only get one pull-up and it's been like that for a while. What do I need to do to change that? And you tell them like, make those changes. They call a sudden like, yeah, I
0: want to. So, but yeah. that you have to be able to give them that success. Cause you want but, that too. And then that number there's, I guess that, you know what? I think we kind of discovered a little bit of a difference between the, the quitting, like that quitting mindset versus the dis, like once you once you make it, even if they don't know their why. But they come in there and they stick with it for just a little bit of time and they get that one pull up and it feels so good. There's a never ending limit to how many pull ups that you can get to do. Like you can always break that, that on the good side of it, you can always break the goal and get that feeling. Like you can always work hard and get that. You can always get another one. There's always another one. There's always another one, you know? Right. And that's,
1: and and I, I, it's better, I think, for people to chase that type of a feeling. Um, And it's on us as coaches to kind of discover that. And that could be like, you know, that one athlete I was talking about who just did pull-ups in a workout, you know, when they first came in the door, they couldn't get a sit-up. You know, so then all of a sudden, like, you start training and helping them get that sit-up, and they're like, wow, I just did it. You see that? And then they're chasing the next thing, and then, like, the next thing. They're happy in that moment, but
0: they want to feel like that again. And then they come to you, and they're like, man, I want to get – I want to be able to do 100 GHDs unbroken. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean – Like, two months later, they're like, dude, oh, sit-ups are too easy now. I got GHDs.
1: I think it's there's something. I think that's a good thing. Like I think if you're never completely satisfied, or where you are physically, uh, yeah, and, and or mentally within that regards to, to physical activity, I think if you're never satisfied, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a detriment, depending on what you're talking about. I think sometimes, like if you're talking about body image, maybe. Really <laughs> but, but I mean, because that, yeah. that that I think could be unhealthy. But yeah. as far as like physically, what your body is capable of doing by pushing those limits, I think if you're never satisfied with like with the limit you're at, like okay, uh, okay, ten, like if you if you tell yourself like okay, ten pull ups is where I want to get, and that's all I ever want to be able to do, I've never met that person. It's, it's always like they want to do. Like, I can do ten pull ups. I want to be able to do twenty pull ups, and I think that's a healthy. That that, that is that's a healthy
0: way to look at it i think that pushing the limit thing too also could kind of relate to you know you don't have to push your limits as like a competitive professional athlete you could push the limit in the small little window whether it be the 30 minutes or the hour that you have to go to class or you know you can push your limit in your mind just in that small time frame and it'll make the rest of your life outside of that improve
1: well yeah and just think about like when, when, when people do crossfit workouts Sometimes all of a sudden, when they're completing these workouts that are very difficult, some that on on their for uh, in different degrees and kinds, but that seem very difficult. All of a sudden, I hear from other I hear from our athletes that well, these other aspects of life aren't so hard now because they just completed this that they didn't think they could do, and they got through it, and it was tough and it was hard, and now going to work or whatever they have going on in their lives doesn't seem as hard
0: yeah that's it right there it doesn't seem it's like oh i just did fran earlier today and i can like so what somebody just you know they made a mistake on some paperwork and i gotta go and fix it well that's that's way easier to do than what i just went through you know yeah
1: and that's you know, CrossFit, I think, is pushing the limits on what uh, the human, what, what you know, what humans abil- what humans are able to do.
0: It's almost, um, I mean, not almost. It really is. It's more mental than it is physical.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I think you, are not – shoot, man, we we could talk about hundred today, <laughs> but like, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think what you tell yourself inside your head during a workout sometimes is is going to re- is going to lead to the result of the outcome if all you tell yourself is that you can't do it and you're consistently telling that little voice in your head is telling you're
0: telling you you can't do it throughout
1: the entire workout you're not going to have the best results you could have had
0: you know you see that so much it's like a weird culture thing that we're going through right now but i it, i don't remember it being like that when i was a kid and i'm sure like everybody kind of says that sort of thing but it's it seems like it's ramped up to a, a thousand it's like I hear so many kids like, well, I'm not good at that. I can't do that. I'm not good at that. And, you know, the numbers are saying it. I heard a statistic, uh, and this is like a real number for like military things, is that, you know, the military can't have as many people anymore because enough like kids aren't in shape anymore. Like uh, they can't pass the physical requirements to get in. And then on the on the other side of, of that, with that stat, this these two things correlate with each other, and that is – There's something I think they said it was it was they have 60 percent less kids trying out for high school teams now because their attitude is I'm not going to make it anyway. It's not going to go any further than this. I'm not going to make it. It's too hard to make varsity. So I'm just not even going to try. And I think I I talked about I made a comment about on my other pot, like the other podcast episode about, you know, a parent of some kids telling me that. And i was blown away but that's an actual stat from like high school that there's 60 uh, less kids trying out for athletics
1: well that's in, in your think about this if life is competitive in all sorts of other aspects uh in, i mean in, in your job in school athletics so you have all these other areas that you're competing with. Well, all of a sudden, if you tell yourself, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to even try, you just made it a lot easier for the rest of the people that you're competing against because now there's one less person that they have to compete against. So I don't think that, that's, if that's, I haven't heard that statistic, but that makes me sad. Um, and, and I think that's just,
0: Well, I think that's, and this is just me, this is my opinion, my dummy knucklehead opinion on this thing is I'm looking at that, like that stat and hearing about the military stuff. And, you know, you see things while you're out and about, and that's the cool thing about traveling is you get to see a bunch of different cultures and stuff. And, and, but you, you see that sort of stuff and then you go, you can tie it in almost directly to. The, the rise in this internet bullying thing where people get mad at what people say online and you can kind of go like, it's a chain reaction, that little physical, the physical stress that you put on yourself just by even trying out for athletics or uh, just an activity or exercise or CrossFit, you know, the physical stress that you put yourself through in the, I cans instead of the, I can'ts. Now it's turned into like almost I don't, soft is a weird word and almost overused. And sensitive, sensitive for sure, it is. But, you know, it seems to work itself out. When you go through a struggle with somebody, everybody has a common respect for everybody. But when you don't, now all of a sudden you have this bullying thing going on and you have super sensitive people. And so it's a chain reaction from the physical, mental of the diet to all of that stuff. I mean, it starts with kids and parents are passing that on.
1: Yeah, I mean, without getting too deep into it, I don't think you're way off base in the sense of I. I think with parents, to, and this is just my opinion. You know, I I have I don't have anything to back this up that this is actually the way it is. But you think about it, everything is so global now, like opposed to like when you and I are growing up, and now people are going to make fun of how old we are. But anyway, <laughs> um, one uh,
0: person, one person, exactly.
1: Yeah, but if you think about when we were growing up, like I mean, the world was becoming more global as we grew up, but not everything was right at your fingertips. Information completely there, like no matter what, and we didn't see everything that ha- all the bad things that happened in the world happen, and so. But now, parents, I mean, and parents and kids, that's what they see. And yeah, I think there's yeah, sometimes like yeah. a natural tendency to want to make life as easy as possible for your children, maybe because you think if it's easier, it'll be better and they'll be happier. But if you, and that is that what we we're talking about
0: earlier, that instant gratification. you have to, no. man, you know what? That's one of my biggest struggles in having a teenage daughter. Because easy whenever they like start to talk and it grabs a hold of you and you're like no 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 don't do it don't do it don't give in don't give in you need to be tough right now because you're you know this is a lesson that needs to be learned and you just like oh but it's so easy just to go easy on her
1: <laughs> you know, i, I know and I, and I trust me and you know what's this kind of i mean me and my uh my wife i kind of I, I don't know if it's just me but personally what i do with my kids um but I, I don't, I hate when they say I can't. Oh, I hate that. Too. And, and, and I have, and I have a seven and a four-year-old and that is, and sometimes like I think would say, the, the, uh, especially my four-year-old, like the, the how she verbalizes things is something she can't do something. She says, I can't do it. And I hate it when she tells me that. Um, and I'm, obviously I'm not, I'm not mad at her for saying that, but I try to get her to reshape the way she's thinking about it. Instead of her telling, saying, I can't do it. Like, You can say, Can you help me with this or teach me how to do this? You know, I make her, I almost, I always make her say those words to me, have her say those words to me. So she reframes it like she's reframing her thought process from the I can't to I may not know how to do this right now, but I'm going to learn.
0: I'm going to learn. Yeah. And learning takes trying. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I I don't, I, I don't, and I think that's your job is. As parent, our jobs as parents sometimes is just because they can't do something right then and there. What's wrong with and that? It goes back to taking a little bit of energy and time to like, okay, they can't do this right now. Let's see if I can, if we can make some type of progress with it. At that point in time, that'll be such a positive impact that you could have, where they can now all of a sudden when they're eighteen, seventeen, sixteen years old, trying out for sports they've had you throughout their life teaching them that just because they can't do something right now, doesn't mean they won't be able to do it um, eventually.
0: It's man. It's so crazy how everything kind of relates to each other, but like we're talking about kids and going down a rabbit hole of, of that and the internet bullying and, and the whole thing that comes down to like probably the best coaching tip ever is that, that can't like, Don't say can't, can I help you with something, but never giving up on, never giving up on helping them. It may be be like a tough thing, but like you go, okay, we're going to work at this and I'll help you as long as you need help to get it. But I need you to try, like I need your full effort, but as long as you're giving me that effort, I'm not going to give up. I'm not just going to say it and then move on because you didn't do it once or twice. You know, like, Hey, I'm going to stick to my discipline. I'm going to stick to, you know, what I said, and there may have a consequence to it, but like, Hey, yeah, you stick to this and you're going to see the result. Like I'm showing you, I'm teaching you the discipline of sticking to something and you're going to see a result of it. And that works all the way down into the fitness thing into like, you know, the people that you're coaching at your gym that come in there. Are the adults that are bleeding the example to the kids that are going to bleed the example to their kids, and so on and so forth down the line.
1: I, I think a, I think that's such an awesome thing you just touched on. Like I, I really do. I think that's uh, that, that. I mean that 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 boils down to everything we've been talking about. I think on this whole throughout this thing, like giving people those successes and those wins, and being able to help them with that as a coach, uh, for it to bleed over into other aspects of their life. I think that's awesome. Um, and that's, but that's, it kind of talk it goes back to like, we can't, as coaches, we can show them and teach them as much as we can, but it's going to take effort on their part. Um, and I tell you what, you give me somebody that they give me their best effort every single day, uh, I, I will continue to help that person forever. Um, anybody that walks in that gym, I will continue to help you forever um, as long as you continue to give me good effort. Um, but then you'll find that like, there's the disconnect sometimes like between efforts and and wanting certain things and discipline. But, uh, yeah, I think you just, you just touched on a huge aspect of life. I think people overlook, um, and it's, it's, it's putting in that hundred percent that that effort every single day, uh, that is going to get you the success that you're looking for.
0: Yeah. In everything, man. In everything. And, and surrounding yourself with the right people, people like yourself that, you know, you're so accessible. You, Terrence, Brian, are so accessible at the gym to everybody, like every one of your members. And then the members themselves are accessible all the time to each other. Like they lift each other up. They teach each other. They coach each other. And then, like I said, that I think that bleeds over into the, the way they parent then. They change their parenting. They change their, the way they work, the way they treat coworkers, the way they treat friends, you know, the friends they surround themselves with. And everything just starts to improve across the board from one simple little action. And it's just like to take it full circle back to what we were talking about. And then, you know, the nutrition is it, and the, and the starting out losing the weight and that is the small little goals, that small little goal just turned into an entire life change.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I hope, and I, I really do. And I, and I hope every single day, like this is uh, me, Brian and Terrence, this is our passion and I hope we're creating um, that type of an environment as you're describing, um, th- I mean, that's our goal every single day is to make it something like that where people are definitely, uh, it's, it's a positive environment and positive impact on their lives. Um, uh, and if there, anybody that walks through those doors, we will help in any way, shape or form that we can and can do. And I think that has, that goes back to being, being like you talked about being accessible, being, uh, having those relationships and, those, and then building that trust. Uh, was, I, I, you know, I could talk. I could geek out and talk about this stuff all day. All, <laughs> time, all the positive impacts it can have on their life,
0: um, which we been doing. And we've done, dude. We were supposed to do like 20 minutes. We were, we talked for an hour. And, and I think,
1: <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> awesome. I I, think, I I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think that's, that's
0: if uh, well, it definitely. If, you it wanted... started off a little. It started off a little clunky, but I think we got on a good roll.
1: Oh, shoot, man. Neither neither one of us is a uh, professional. uh, uh think about this: dude, we're not we're not professional podcasters, or whatever you want to call it. We're just two dudes talking about uh, some passions in our life.
0: Uh, Heck yeah! And I don't think there's that anything other... fun, man. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we can do that. I can do that all day.
0: Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up though, because I don't know that anybody's gonna want to listen to us two for that long. I don't know. We're pretty cool. Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe somebody <laughs> doesn't if this one gets. If this one gets over, if this one gets more listens than any other of the episodes, like if people listen to this thing, uh, at least, uh, Kim and I set a goal, but if, if this thing gets a hundred listens, like if somebody <laughs> listens to this thing a hundred times, like different people, cause that's how it tracks it on my little deal. If I get a hundred downloads, you want to say definitely a shirt is coming <laughs> and, it, and it, it's going to be, it may be, if this is the episode, it's going to have to be like a Superman from Kansas thing. or <laughs> It's got to have something Healy related. In oh, it.
1: oh, I guess I, like I, I, I don't put too much pressure on myself. because I, <laughs> I, I constantly think that some people probably don't want to listen to me talk because I think I like to hear myself talk sometimes, but <laughs> I hope, I hope for your sake that you get, you, you hit that goal. And, and if it's not in this, this podcast, I hope it's another one for you. Oh okay. man, thanks, no. Brian. Well, I
0: hope it's this one just because it was fun, dude. Yeah, I,
1: I had a blast. Anytime you want to have, you want to do this again, you, you do don't, don't hesitate to ask. All right, man. All right. Well, I'll see you later. All right, later. Bye.